This is Be Real, a podcast for big-hearted teen girls and other people who are tired of faking it. I'm your host slash new big sister, Eliza Reynolds. Hey! And here is where I hang out with you and sometimes some badass guests as we figure out together how to turn up the volume on being more of our real selves. Kind of a relief, right? Let's do this. Hello, my loves, and welcome to a new episode of Be Real. Eliza here with a pretty unique love note for you. These are my solo episodes. I like to call them love notes. I got a lot of love and a lot of feelings. And this one is actually for myself. It's for my preteen and teen self. And if you haven't looked already, go to the episode of show notes now or when you're done listening because... I gave my team a photo of myself. I think I'm 13. I'm at summer camp. Oh my God, she's so cute. She's so precious. I have so many feelings. It's like also uncomfortable to look at because it was like a really hard time and I wasn't telling anybody about how much I was struggling and I just have shame and love and pain and (laughs) gratitude. (laughs) So all of the feelings. And today I'm talking about being nerdy, being enthusiastic, having big feelings, feeling like you're going to die because the feelings are so big, having needs, why perfect doesn't exist, and some of the magic that we're creating at the Badass Academy. Come on in, listen in, write yourself a love note today to a part of you that needs it from the past. You got this. Before we hop into the episode, I want to tell you about the Badass Academy, which is opening its doors on Wednesday, March 10th. Now, depending on your listening, if you want to get a hop on it, you can get on the wait list and you can get early access to our early bird spots. We are opening a limited number of spots to this amazing pilot program. So come get grandmothered in, hang out with badass girls from all over the world, preteens and teens who want to be real, who are so tired of faking it. And yes, are sensitive AF and got a lot of feelings. We're going to be talking about badass leadership, badass relationships, badass expression, and so many other amazing things through the spring and summer, all with me live and our amazing mentors, big sisters, big siblings who have been through our programs, who are older teens and who actually get it. Wouldn't it be nice to have somebody to text in the middle of the night when you're like, I'm struggling and I don't know who to talk to, or to meet amazing people from all over who get it, who want to be real, who are different than you and similar than you and just as magical as you in their own way. Yes, it's going to be so good. Come hang out with us. Go to badassgirls.me forward slash academy to get on the wait list or see all about the program, depending on what date it is for you right now. And now into the episode. So I'm sitting down in my cozy chair to record a love note (laughs) to myself. (laughs) I invite you along because I've been thinking this week about how often I regret or maybe even judge younger versions of myself. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm big on the self-love train (laughs) of treating myself with tenderness and respect. And you know, there are just still those moments where I'm like, oh my God, what were you thinking? Or I hold some shame for 
a decision or an action I made without like knowing that much information, or I wasn't very kind to myself or kind to others, or I really wasn't my best self, or I was overwhelmed. And then it's also painful sometimes, you know, however old you are, whether you're 10 and thinking about something that happened earlier, or you're 45 or 85 or anywhere in between, there can be those moments, I think, where you or at least for myself, where I think back to a painful moment and it just is the worst to think about because it's like, well, I can't change it. So why think about it? Do I just want to soak myself in regret and pity and pain and anguish of like, oh, that hurts so much, you know? And no, I don't want to soak in pity and anguish. However, I do think by being the selves that we are today, we can send love back through time and space and through lifting those burdens and giving ourselves now some of what we needed then, however old we are, we don't have to carry it in the same way anymore today. Because I know one thing I found in my life, and gosh, I wish this wasn't true. Like really with all of me, I wish this wasn't true. That where there is a piece of unfinished feeling, meaning feelings want to move through the body. And when they don't move through, they get stuck, right? An unfinished action on something left unsaid, something left unfelt, something left unmoved. I carry it around. Like science-wise, this is true about how our bodies work. Like it is a like neurochemical experience of feeling in your body that wants to complete. I was listening to a great podcast about this with Brene Bown um, and the authors of this book, Burnout. So I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> it was awesome. It blew my mind this week. I've learned that, at least in my own life, that if I can complete the feeling, let it move through, take that action, pour that loving kindness on myself now, give myself the good advice now, it releases. It becomes a scar that heals, not an open wound that I'm trying to avoid or run away from as fast as possible. And how many of us have wounds from like mean friends and bad dating experiences and the moment we judged ourselves and the moment we were cruel to our own body and just like all those moments, all the stuff that's like not even ours, but we took it on personally, even though it's about somebody else that we're just like so ready to run away from. So today, my loves, I have an episode of advice (laughs) for my younger self, of love notes for my younger preteen and teen self. And I thought, honestly, I was going to have like three things. Like, okay, I'll write three to four things. And then I started writing and I like stopped myself at I think it's 11 or 12 and I could have kept going. It was very healing. You ready? Dear Eliza, if your friends make you feel crappy, i.e. you feel crappy emotionally, physically, mentally, around them. They're not a great fit for you. It's that simple. There may be a period of loneliness after you leave them, get some space, take space, have boundaries, move away. And that might feel really scary, but it's okay because you're making space for what's real, which is your feelings, your worthiness, and your value by learning to love yourself. And these boundaries that you're setting are so loving. And it's not a failure if you feel lonely. So many people feel lonely all the time. We just don't talk about it that much. And on the other side of the loneliness, maybe there's going to be some solitude, which is like loneliness that like doesn't feel bad, like the solitude that feels like nourishing because you know how to be with yourself in a new way. And then there's going to be space for more friends who are a really good fit, even like deeper and better and more amazing than you can imagine. Like 
you don't have to feel crappy about yourself to feel loved. Dear Eliza, perfect doesn't exist. I was so obsessed with perfect, like having people perfectly like me, the perfect grades, the perfect hair, the perfect body, the perfect smile. And like somehow if I got it all perfect, I would be safe because I wasn't always safe in my family of origin, my home where I grew up. And so perfect was my ticket to control and safety and lovability. Oh, but darling, perfect doesn't exist and it never has. And you know what these two first love notes make me think about is how at Badass Girls in the Badass Academy, we talk about, we call the art of sistering, practicing the art of sistering together, which is the opposite of toxic mean girl community, which so many of us know, right? That our friendships can be doused in competition and comparison and one person winning and hierarchy and someone being shiny means you need to take them down and lying and backstabbing and just saying one thing and doing another and unconscious insecurity. Like, ugh. We do it a new way in the Badass Academy. And I was just looking at these because there are nine of them, right? There are nine ways that we do it differently. And there are two of them that I wanted to share today. One, you are worthy just as you are, which means like there's nothing that you have to fix to be lovable. You don't have to say the next cool thing to be interesting. You don't, you don't have to prove that you're worthy or lovable. And if you feel like you do, that means you're probably in the wrong place. Those aren't your people because your people just love you and get you and see you. And that doesn't mean you're all the same. It means often a shared radical inclusivity and kindness, but like celebrating the magical differences that make us a better, stronger, richer community. And two, our second way in the art of sistering is real, not perfect. I mean, come on. Can we say that one again? Real, not perfect. Being real, and it's the name of this podcast, can you tell I'm obsessed with this idea, is it's not like a way to do real right, quote unquote. Can you hear how that sneaks in, right? Like, am I doing real right? Am I actually authentic? And it's like, BS. (laughs) To me, being real is a question that I ask myself every day. What what does it feel like to be real, to be me today? Um, It's a practice, like being more real with the people I love, with the people I trust. It's something to live into. It's a process. It's like my whole life. I'm going to be getting to know myself, unlearning, remembering, remembering again and again. I mean, I forget how magical I am pretty much every day. You know, like I'm like, oh my God, I, you know, fall into, I'm not enough or blah, blah, blah stories. And then I learn again and again, how to find the pathway home. It becomes a well-trodden path back into my own heart. Sometimes my loving friends help me get back there. Sometimes my boyfriend, sometimes I move my body. Sometimes I go out in nature. Sometimes I journal. Sometimes I cry. (laughs) And I remember again and again who I am, that the goal isn't to be perfect and perfect doesn't exist, but real does. (laughs) And real doesn't mean sameness and real doesn't mean shiny Real means you. You get to exist exactly as you are. And preteen and teen Eliza, I wish you had that, honey. Dear Eliza, your big feelings aren't bad. They're the path to freedom. The more you're afraid, they're going to overwhelm you. And so you shut down and numb out. The more you actually 
stay trapped. This one's real. I used to get so scared of my anger that I would say, oh, I'm not angry. I'm just frustrated. (laughs) I would get so scared of my sadness. I'd have a little cry, 30 seconds, when really I wanted to cry for a week and never stop crying. But one magical truth and this might sound a little crazy or else you might or you might really get it which is your feelings are not going to kill you i mean i used to feel like my feelings were so big like i would just die in them like i would just never leave and that there are certainly certain like bad feelings that aren't okay to feel but honey they're all good all feelings are good feelings they might not all feel comfortable But shutting them down means they just stay and take up space and you start to feel more and more and more numb. And I was so eager to be perfect. Oh, she was so eager to be perfect that she shut down some of the wildness of just being alive, being expressed. I wrote to her in this note, they're the path to freedom because when you're feeling it all, honey, you're free. You're not hiding. You're not pretending. It doesn't mean telling everybody literally every minute about how you're feeling. It means telling the right people, the people you trust, people who have your back, people who it's appropriate to share with. It feels good to share with, you know? This isn't about absolutes. This isn't about right or perfect. You notice how that sneaks in. This is about taking a breath and noticing how the feeling feels in your body and trusting it to move through just like there's a rainstorm and then the rain ends and there's the smell of fresh earth or we have a controlled burn, a forest fire that moves through and for years, for millennia, forever until recent time, that was seen as necessary and healthy because it actually made the earth more fertile for new growth. It's amazing. Seriously, go look at photos of the earth, of the land where there's been burning and watch in the years to come as it regrows. It's freaking miraculous. And so are we. Dear Eliza, go be outside more. You're not part of nature. You are nature. Dear Eliza, you get to have needs, say no, and have limits. Oh, y'all, this one was so real. I just felt like the vending machine for other people. Like, did I get a five-star rating? Do you like what I'm offering up today? Oh, yes. Therapy for you, friend. No, I'm not a therapist, but I could be everything you need emotionally. Oh, are my parents happy and stable? Oh, blah, 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 blah. And within that, the first question I usually asked in the day was, how many people like me? And if I thought somebody might not, it was like terrifying. Not like, how do you feel this morning? What do you want? What do you need? And in the Badass Academy, one of the ways that you practice the art of sistering is this idea that boundaries are kind. Oh, so many of us get the story that boundaries are like mean or cruel or whatever. And boundaries are just so freaking loving and kind. Prentice Hemphill says, boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. Let me say that again. Boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. Oof, that one's so good. Dear Eliza, you don't need to have it all figured out. 
Y'all, I thought I needed a master plan, a 20-year plan, let alone a two-year plan. I was like, what am I going to be doing with my career at age 40? Dear Eliza, at 12, you do not need to know that. In fact, you very likely won't know that. And that's right how it's meant to be. Don't miss your life because life is happening to you right now, right now, right now. You are not 40. And maybe could we get curious today how you could feel 5% better, 5% more feeling good, 5% more safe, more lovable, more worthy. Could you pour that into yourself? Could you get support so that you can practice existing right here, right now in your life and not just future tripping? Now, I love a good dreaming sesh all about it. The art of dreaming is one of our favorite practices in the Badass Academy. We need to dream. Otherwise, how can you move towards it? And yet, and yet, don't miss the present. The present is where your life is happening. Annie Dillard says, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. Let me say that again. How we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. Dear Eliza, also, obsessing about your body is not going to make you happy. I know you might feel that way at 15 or 14 or 16 or 17 or 19. I promise obsession control is not the pathway to happiness. And I know this might be easier said than done. In Badass Academy, we go into it a lot. But right now, I'm just going to tell you the toxic friends are a big part of it. If you can get some space from them and maybe be curious about people who are really loving to their bodies, you might make some really big changes. Dear Eliza, school isn't the only place you learn and you don't have to prove that you're good. Life is where you learn. The conversation you have with a friend, the conversation with your mom last week, the way you felt your feelings with your hand on your heart while you cried on Tuesday that is learning. That is your life. That is valuable and worthy and good. And you're born good, not good in quotes. You're just born worthy and wonderful. Getting good grades in school isn't going to give you a perfect, safe life. Learning is about following your curiosity and your awe and your delight. And school isn't good for you if it asks you not to be a full human with needs and stressors, and feelings, and relationships, and a body that needs to pee sometimes, and needs to eat food, and needs to rest more, and needs to sleep. You're not a failure at being good if you have a body that has needs that don't always, or ever even, really align with your experience of school. You get to learn through your whole life, from your whole life. Your life is your teacher, and it's going to be an extraordinary ride. Dear Eliza, it's so wonderful to be queer. No boxes are really necessary, but trust what makes you feel alive. It's that simple and it's that good, darling. Dear Eliza, don't date him. (laughs) He's so lame. He's so lame. You're not going to save him. And he really needs a therapist, like a really great mental health therapist And got to break it to you, you're not one. You're not a certified therapist. And it doesn't make you a good girlfriend by pretending to be it or a good friend or a better person. Him needing you 
doesn't make you valuable or lovable or safe. And honestly, can we get real for a sec? He likes you better when you're small. And we both know there's not very much about you that's actually small at all. Oof, it's real. I wish I could sit my 15-year-old self down to chat with a mentor and go through the Badass Academy relationships section where we talk about green flags and red flags in dating and joy and pleasure and loving yourself because I was all the way checked out and looking for approval in all the wrong places. Because, you know, as we talk about in Badass Relationships and the Badass Academy, it's a session that we go into. We talk about all the ways that we're taught, those of us who are socialized as girls, preteens and teens, to prioritize others' needs and feelings in the relationship and to not actually have that many skills for relating. Like, communicating is a superpower. I think it's like actual magic, all right? So I'm like a long-term Harry Potter Hogwarts nerd. I like grew up with those books coming out as I was growing up. So like as they were released, I was the same age (laughs) as like Hermione and Harry Potter. And like, I wanted to be Ginny and then I wanted to be Hermione. And then, you know, maybe I wanted to be Harry. I don't freaking know. And I feel like communicating, like actually communicating effectively is like real deal magic. Because here we are in our lives, like going around in these... (laughs) skin, sack, body experiences, like quote unquote by ourselves, right? Having an experience of of solitude, of individualness, like me, having an experience called me. And then everyone else is also having an experience called me, but it's different, I assume, than the me, right? That I'm experiencing over here. And to me, communication is this actual magic where for a moment, like a blessed moment, we hear each other and I don't feel so alone. And I feel together and I feel like there's space for a me too. And I feel heard and we communicate and it's real magic. And we're not born just doing that like magically well. I think there's that illusion, right? And communicating how to like communicate like a a freaking badass, which is one of the ways we talk about it, is like skills that we all need for all areas of our lives, whether it be parents, I could have used some of that. I started doing that later in my teens and teaching about that. Um, I could have used it for friends. I could have used it for teachers. I could have used it for dating. Hello, where this all started. But using our voices, we get into badass expression later in the academy, is something that we all need. It's like a muscle to practice. And we're so celebrated for saying the right thing, quote unquote, or being quiet or pretty or likable or not rocking the boat. And so what if it rocks the boat? Then you're being true to yourself. Dear Eliza, it's so great that you're nerdy and enthusiastic. Get good at disappointing people when they want you to be shiny in a certain way for them. You know, I was always so nerdy and enthusiastic, just nerdy about what I'm nerdy about, excited about what I'm excited about. But I really learned somewhere along the way to like redirect my enthusiasm to what other people valued or validated in my life, right? So I could add a lot of energy that would pour into things that other people seemed to think were important without really asking or making space for the things that just really came from within me. And I think this is pretty normal, you know, because like when we're younger, 
people are trying to figure out who we genuinely are, right? Adults are like trying to love on us, hopefully, and support us and not put too much of an agenda. But then like, they're just also, they're all like, you know, adult formed people and it can be a little complicated. I wish it had been more normal for me to disappoint people and know that other people's disappointment had like nothing to do with me. That if they had an agenda or a story or something I was supposed to fulfill, and I didn't really, because I didn't dance to their tune in the way they wanted me to, that that was like a success. That that was a sign that I was showing up for myself and that was worthy of celebrating. We talk a lot about this in Badass Leadership in the Academy session where we talk about activism and speaking truth to power and authority and what breaks our hearts, what makes us feel alive, creativity, expression, what epic lives we are creating and co-creating what we dream for, for the world, for ourselves, for our communities, and how everything all of it is easier together and how we're all the leaders we've been waiting for and leadership doesn't actually look like, and it may have seemed like it looked like, but the true definition of leadership has never looked like a sizzled white dude in a suit. And that language of power, true power lives in other places. And it certainly lives within all of us, introverted, shy, loud, quirky, creative, all of us, our leadership shows up in different and unique ways. Now, if you're listening to this episode around the time of airing, today is a Tuesday. We always drop episodes on a Tuesday. And next Wednesday, the 10th of March, we are opening doors to the Badass Academy. This is our kick-ass membership for big-hearted preteen and teenage girls who are tired of faking it and want to be real, want to be curious, want to co-create epic lives. And this is our pilot program. So we are only letting in a limited number of preteens and teens for six months to go on this epic adventure with us. Are you one of them? If you're listening to this before the 10th, you can come and get on the wait list, which means you'll get early bird access to those limited spots. We'll put all the links in the show notes, badassgirls.me forward slash academy for the wait list or for the program page once we've opened it up. I love you, darlings. Be good to yourself. Go write yourself a love letter. (laughs) You feel inspired today to what you wish you'd heard when you needed it. The cool thing is we get to be the selves that we needed when we were younger. It's real magic. All right. Thanks for hanging with me today, love. If you want more, we got more head over to badassgirls.me to get some good free stuff like Spotify playlists to keep you feeling awesome, videos, more real talk, and to go on adventures with us in our and in real life in our programs. I've got the best team. They're amazing. I can't wait for you to meet them. Let's talk soon. You got this.